Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Jake Scott with you broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. I know yesterday Austin had uh, had a, a list item for us. He was angry. He wanted to get that off his chest. I just wonder, uh, anything burning uh, today? Or I know we're not planning on doing that every day, but I just wonder if these things build up and you store them away and you carry them with anger. Me or Jake? You. I mean, yeah, I, I could, I could, we could do four hours every day of things I'm mad about. What are you talking? What are you talking about? My psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever he or she is uh, told me just to do it every Tuesday and Thursday and just leave it at that. So because if you do it more often, I'll you'll go to just prison. Drag yourself yeah. down. Yep. Wait a minute, you don't know if your uh, psychiatrist is a guy or a girl? Uh, no, it's, a, okay. it's 2020, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> it is 2020 it's uh the worst year ever uh how you doing gordon hanging in there how are you yeah, hanging, hanging on where are you uh san bernardino very nice glad i'm not in san bernardino right now probably nothing hot. against san bernardino for those who are from there i mean you could do worse but uh that's uh i'm glad i'm here what's worse than san bernardino send us your open mics Towns that are worse than San Bernardino. Where you would least rather live than San Bernardino? Camden, New Jersey. Really? Wow. Never been to Camden, New Jersey. Mostly just uh, waste from the mafia there in Camden, I believe. Isn't that where... Uh, A lot of ditch water. Isn't that where Hurricane uh, Carter is from? Oh, is it? (laughs) What's his first name? You know who I'm talking about. The Bob Dylan song. Austin has no clue. It's actually a Denzel movie. Have you ever seen that oh, Hurricane? No. It's a it's a decent movie. He's a boxer who was. That's uh, I believe that's who was the NBA ref that was a covert informant on in the mafia. Uh, Delaney, Bob Delaney was that? What was who was it? I'm trying to remember that story. Anyway, the the front the the company that the mafia was a, was a front for was in there in Camden. So. Oh, huh. okay. A lot of fake yeah. shipping companies there. Uh, New Jersey has some nice spots, but uh, that's not the one I would pick, although they've probably done some 
urban renewal there and worked on that a little bit. I hope they have through the years. My answer would be Winnemucca. Winnemucca? Or What's the matter I'd with I'd rather Win- live Winnemucca. in San Bernardino than Winnemucca. Oh, we've talked Winnemucca about it. There's a car wash and a gas station, and that's it. Better or worse, Winnemucca or Battle Mountain? Where's Battle Mountain? It's up the road a piece. I've never been to Battle Mountain. It's uh, it's near Winnemucca. Huh. It's just on the same off the same road, highway there. Do they have a cemetery? Because Winnemucca has a cemetery, a car wash, and a gas station. Okay, here's here's what I'll tell you. Of, of all the places I've been to in this country, I, I think I've, which isn't everywhere, granted, but I think I've been least impressed with like the Plains states. So I think I would say like Lincoln, Nebraska, or somewhere like that. Oh, Lincoln's not a bad town. I've driven through it, and it appears to have its charms, but like it's that part of the country isn't particularly pretty. There's not a ton to do. It all looks the same. There's a reason that, that there's a real groundswell in Nebraska to play college football because that's all they have. Well, Lincoln uh, Lincoln is in the eastern, more eastern part of Nebraska, and the farther east you go in Nebraska, starting with the western uh, border, uh, the, the greener it gets. And so I, I never had that big a problem with Lincoln. Uh, not, I'm not saying that I would go out of my way to live there, but don't have a problem. With Lincoln, Nebraska, not at all. It's not. Um, it's not like Gary, Indiana. Hey, know? I've I've been to Gary a bunch of times. I like you Gary. Like, you like it? Here's my here's my problem with Gary. Wait, when, when I when I drove through there, I didn't spend a lot of time there, but as I drove through there on a, on a couple of different occasions. The let's just say that the air pollution was quite thick. Uh I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not even kidding, Gordon. That I am wearing a shirt. What does that say, Austin? Can you see that? It says Noel. Noel. N O L L. And uh, that is the logo for Bishop Noel High School in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> I'm honestly wearing Where, the shirt. Where a friend of the show right was now. a coach there. Yeah. Right. What? Well, sorry. His name? Drew. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. He's now a uh, coach at uh, at Juan Diego. I, Gary had his charms. Home of Michael Jackson, or birthplace of Michael Jackson, right? Uh, all right, well, let's, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's slander some other towns. Let's, let's make it a topic on the show today. A place you would uh, at least rather live than San Bernardino, California. I like it, Gordon. I like it. I just, you know, and there's different strokes for different folks, you know. I mean, some people like other places that... Uh... It may not be your favorite, but uh, I don't know. For example, you know, Cleveland has a bad reputation, but the one person uh, I'm actually, I know that lived in Cleveland for an extended period of time loved it. Huh. All right. So you never I have know. A list in, I have a list in front of me here, the worst places to live in America. And one of them is in Hawaii. I and I've been to that town. I don't know why that would be, but the the wor- the five worst Highland Park, Michigan, according to this list, and I don't know who's making it. Um Highland Park, isn't that where Kevin's from? Is it? Oh, I can't remember. Beats me. Uh one of the cities on here is Makaha, Hawaii. I've been to Makaha. I like Makaha. What's the matter with this? I don't know about this this list. It's kind of 
I don't know who compiled. California City, California is number three. Number two is Florida City, Florida. And number one is Mendota, California. Boy, this list is surprising me. I don't know what to that beats me. I'm gonna like I'm gonna let you dig your own hole here. That's the, <laughs> the list I'm just reading found. the list, man. I never I don't even think I've been to any of those. I've been to Makaha many times. I don't know what their problem is. We know you've I mean, been to Hawaii not, many times. We got it. It's not exactly the it's not exactly the most affluent part of the islands, but it's it's nice. Okay, I'll take or your word for it. What uh what island's it on? It's on Oahu. It's on the west side. You take the, the 405 to get there? To the no. 302? No. You take, uh, what do you take, H2 or something? What's it called? I forget. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, different strokes for different folks. People like uh, different things. And you know those lists, you know, remember that places rated Almanac or whatever it was? Uh, did you ever see that? No. And uh, Salt Lake City usually ranks quite high on that list. And I think Provo Warm area was on there a few times too. I'm very being sorry. A I good place up. to live, but I don't. I don't. I just don't know. Different people have different methodology for these kinds of things. You know. That they are do. you more? Are you more a city guy or a country guy? Well, I live in a city, so I'm going to have to. And go he city doesn't guy like there. Lincoln. <laughs> I didn't want to live in Lincoln, Nebraska, so I don't know. So I, you're I, all about urban areas. Well, I, I think that there's some romanticism to uh, small town living but uh, not enough for me to leave my current location well we live in a pretty nice place see that's one of the things I like about Salt Lake that it is kind of a a city but not like a big city it only has the worst pollution in the country that's all well you know uh, what do they say Uh, geography Mm. there at least, There's like another, like New York City, where they stack up the garbage on the sidewalk. At least we've <laughs> at least we've handled waste removal. In yeah, this town. but see, some people love New York. You know, I mean, it's not for everybody, but uh, I had fun visiting like there. The I did a bunch of fun cultural things. I'd go back again. Not a chance I would live there. I mean, you'd have to 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 pay me just a crazy amount of. Would money. you rather live in San Bernardino? I would uh, probably rather okay. live in San Bernardino. <laughs> I couldn't get past the garbage. Am I the only one? You know, you're walking down these charming streets, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. New York City. Oh, and let me sidestep this huge mound of garbage and just ignore the, the vermin running in and out. It's like, I wonder why your city has a reputation for rats. You, you leave your garbage on the sidewalk all the time. How has the rest of the civilized world figured out the concept of a dumpster? And I'm walking down Fifth Ave or whatever it is and uh, sidestepping uh, your yesterday's lunch. Are you telling me there's just bags of garbage? Yes. If it's bagged. everywhere. Have you not been to New York City? Yeah, I've been there, but I never, never noticed that. Mm. I mean, hey, by the way, I found another list here. Ten worst places to live in America in 2020. Ten, Tulsa. Nine, Waco. Eight, San Bernardino. How about that? Seven, Brownsville, Texas. Six, Cleveland. Five, Detroit. Four, Dayton. Three, Jackson, two, Memphis, and number one, worst place to live in America, according to this, this, these people, Birmingham, Alabama. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've, I've been to Dayton and had a fantastic time. Went to a wedding in Dayton once. I've got a bunch of stories from it that I could never tell on the air. 
how so? <laughs> it's just too personal, let me put it that way. I'm glad you mentioned it. I, I'm just saying, you know, lists be darned. I've had a great time in Dayton. Uh, let, should we, according, should we... according, according to these folks, they, the, the, the methodology they used, crime, crummy schools, not a lot of culture, and crappy jobs. Did they use those word? Did they use the word crappy? Oh, yeah, I read it right off the thing. Crappy. Okay, that that list just lost all credibility right there. <laughs> We're using words like crappy. Beats me. All right, uh, we have a lot to do today, Gordon. Obviously, we've got Josh Newman who covers the uh, Utes for the Salt Lake Tribune, going to join us at three. Uh, we're hoping Chris Mannix will be available at four. David Locke at five, and our friend Josh Parcell. At 5.30, of course, Josh uh, from College Football Country will get his take on everything that's going on. Uh, so good guest lineup today. Looking forward to all of that. Let's dive into the split story of the day. You know, how you hanging on? Where are you? I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, you know, first of all, I think the league did a really good job of uh, giving coaches and athletic departments an opportunity to, to get to their kids um, as quickly as possible. Twitter still beat us by about 15 minutes, but uh, at least we had the meeting set before it broke. Uh, but it was a very difficult meeting uh, always. And, you know, it's just on Zoom for us, basically. If you can't get the kids together that quickly. Um but, you know, it, it, at least it was uh, a decision, right? And, and we did get a decision. We had a little bit of um, an idea of the direction that we can move now when we weren't going to play. And so we discussed it. And then yesterday we uh, you know, had another team meeting where we sat down and, and discussed you know, where we're going from here. And we can formulate a plan. And we know we're going to come back August 31st. We know we're going to uh, take a couple weeks to get adjusted back in school. We know we're going to up our academic load. Um, from what it would normally be in the season, and we know we're going to start an off-season program in the middle of September. And that gives us some direction for the kids, for the coaches, and quite frankly, everybody. So it was it was as, as sad a news as it was and heartbreaking news. It was still news that allowed us to be able to move forward. That was Gary Anderson, uh, head coach of Utah State, on with Hanson Scotty earlier today. We also uh, carried a press conference in the 1 o'clock hour with Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan. His fallout continues from the Mountain West Conference, Pac-12, Big Ten uh, cancellation of fall sports. Uh, we got some news today about the Big 12. We'll uh, we'll get into that here in a moment. But uh, the big thing from uh, the press conference with Mark Harlan that stood out to me uh, is the shortfall, Gordon. He said it's going to be about 50 to $60 million in a $90 million budget. So essentially nearly two-thirds or possibly two-thirds of the budget is uh, going right out the window. Yeah, that's this is the this is the real downside is the, the the effect it has on people's lives as far as their employment, as far as you know activities, opportunities, those kinds of things, and that's difficult. Uh, but the good thing is that I, I guess if you're looking for a good news thing, next year you go right back to getting the same amount, don't you? Um. Get, getting the same amount. Sorry, Gordon. I, uh, they, they, you, you have, your budget goes back to where it was, doesn't it? I mean, shouldn't it? If you're making the same amount that you would have made under normal circumstances this year. Well, that is for a perfectly, you know, run athletic department that was prepared for a pandemic. 
And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how many fall into that category. What, so, what do you do to make up for that kind of thing? Do you do you you borrow, borrow funds? Do yeah. you what, what do you, what do? You yeah, do the Pac-12's already that? talked about that. They they're going to make funds available to borrow at uh, what was? Do you remember the interest rate, Austin? It was three percent or something along those lines. There's actually some scandal uh, behind who they're going to be borrowing from, kind of Larry Scott's buddies, but three point seven five percent. So. I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna pay that fifty to sixty million dollars uh, in some way, shape, or form, and it's ten yeah. years, by the way, to repay repay that that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't. Athletic departments basically spend every dime they make, unless they're BYU, who has we've we've talked about their financial habits many times. But most of these athletic departments spend what they make and then some, and so just to have two thirds of a year disappear in thin air, I mean, that's gonna have. My opinion, Gordon, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm being too far down the road with this, but that's going to have a significant effect for at least a decade. Like what kind of effect? What are you looking at? It, let's say you do borrow money. I, I don't know if schools are going to have to do that or not, because some of them have some cash on hand. So let's say you have to borrow some, but you pay that back over the next number of years. How how big a dent will that have? Because the University of Utah has money available to it now that it's never had before. So what did it do before? Well, it had a smaller budget, Gordon. I mean, their budget grew. They didn't just put that money away. They right. spent that money. And you know how you grow a budget? You spend more money. Right. And so then the <laughs> – no, seriously. If you have yeah. money left over, the budget goes down. I- exactly. They're not, they're not designed to be Scrooge McDuck and put money into a money bin. They're designed to spend what they get, and, and they spend, in the University of Utah's case, on top of what they make from the Pac-12. 15% of their budget comes from the state of Utah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and ironically enough, that's part of the budget that's probably left, right? If we do the math a little more, you've got that 15% I, I, from the state I, I, and a little yeah, bit more. I guess, I guess the point is that if they could get by before on a smaller budget, can they get by temporarily on a, on a slightly smaller budget than they did before, I mean, relative to the Pac-12. Well, I mean, part of the problem is, you know, back in the Mountain West days, Witt was making five hundred grand. And this is just one example. I don't mean to pick on Witt, but what's he making now? Three, four million bucks? Something like that, yeah. And the coaching staff is the same way. They were paying Morgan Scally a million dollars before they docked his pay a month ago or whatever that is. Sure, Andy Ludwig somewhere in that neighborhood. I mean, this is the stuff we're talking about. So, but, you but know, to run lean. People, but when people hear that, Jake, they think, poor baby. You know, I mean, they think, you know, we, we got hardworking people, our listeners to our show, who are out there busting their hump, making forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year or less than that. And they, they hear those kinds of numbers and they think, can't you – manage that for a brief period of time well then go go uh, back to what you're what you're what you're used to well with coaches sure but they're just the high profile of what we're talking about i've given you an example of what takes up utah's budget the the casualties of this are going to be yeah the coaches are probably going to take some furloughs gary talked about that uh when he was on with hanson scotty i'm uh i know larry kriskoviak is already a giving back portion of his pay, I would imagine Witt will probably follow suit if he hasn't already. But the the casualties, Gordon, are the the training staff 
and the support system that is built over there that takes up a portion of the budget. It's They spend a million dollars on recruiting, right? All those people that they're paying to do that sort of thing, those are the people that are going to be casualties of belt tightening. It's far more than, than coaches. The coaches are going to be fine. Right. And, and I think when people hear that there are individuals who are being hurt by this, that's what really gets them. But there are other things that um, those monies are used for, facilities and things like that, that might be able to be temporarily cut back, right? Well, now you're cutting back facilities for the players. That was one of the few things players had left. Well, I, yeah, but it's a facility. It's a building. I know. Or it's expenditures that are, are put forth for maybe some creature comforts, but those are things that maybe you can get by without for a brief period of time. Hmm. Uh, I, well, you, I mean, I'm sure Mark is looking for suggestions, but unfortunately in these situations, I, from what I've seen, now somebody can, can tell me different, but the easiest thing to go is employees because buildings have to be maintained, uh, and, and it's the lower-rung employees. You know, if to be honest, I, the only people safe up there on the Hill right now, I would say, are, are Harlan, Witt, and Larry Kraskoviak. Everybody else is probably sweating it a little bit, I would guess. Do you think this is, again, I'll get back to my original question, do you think this is a temporary thing that will be quickly remedied after one blip on the radar? No, I don't think it'll be quickly remedied. So this is way more than a blip on the radar. Do you think Utah's going to cut sports? I wonder. Uh, I hope not. I I really hope not. And you still have Title IX to worry about, so, you know, you've got to make it even, so... Cutting sports, you've got to, you know, cut equal amount of scholarships between men and women, which makes it a little bit more complex maybe. But I don't know. Or or at the very least, you know, you tell the golf coach, you say, hey, guess what? You don't have a job anymore and we'll hire a new golf coach when this is all over. And I don't mean uh, to pick on the golf coach. That's just the first example I could think of. See, that's the one that gets uh, nobody. Nobody wants to see anybody lose a job. Well, Unfortunately, with this, lots of people are going to lose a job. I mean, if it's fifty to sixty million for the athletic budget shortfall for the for the Utes, and that's two thirds of their budget, it's probably pretty safe to say that's fairly applicable to most uh, Pac-12 athletic departments, right? I mean, but, but but here's my question with about what you're bringing up here with these personnel. I mean, Utah had a golf coach before they were in the Pac-12. They had a golf coach before their budget was greatly increased. But the, the, it's the it's the sharpness of the downfall, Gordon. It, it just went to zero. The faucet went from on to off overnight on March 11th, whatever and that infamous like day is. And you feel like the University of Utah has nothing in reserve? I don't think so because that's not how it, it works. Well, I mean, define reserve, right? I mean, I, I'm sure there are budgeted items that could be moved around, right? Do you want to stop construction on uh, the the stadium in order to save jobs? You know, so I'm sure there's there's budgeted items out there uh, that you could move some money around. But but like I said, it's not it, they don't have like a, a piggy bank. What they don't use in their budget, Austin's totally right, goes somewhere else. Maybe there's rainy day funds for these athletic departments. I don't know. I'm not Utah's accountant, but right. I know for others, you know, if 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 Cal had a rainy day fund, they would have used it a long time ago. Yeah, but Cal's situation is I mean, what they did with that stadium was. But they're not alone. I mean, they're 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 really not alone, and just because their circumstance is more dire doesn't mean that it's not really really real 
for universities that were more prepared. Well, yeah, but if, if they're more prepared, then they're better suited to handle this. I mean, you. But it doesn't you, make them right, immune. Rice Cycle Stadium is paid for, right? Uh, by bonded, probably. So they probably have to cut through some red tape to put that money somewhere else. I I, I just I I don't I don't like to see people lose their jobs, and I don't want to see sports cut. And if you have other ways to make it so you can preserve those things. And there are there's fat that can be cut out of there. I mean, I, I and again, I'm not I'm not saying that this isn't a a big deal. It's a big deal. I get that, and it's heartbreaking, maybe uh, very inconvenient for certain programs and certain things that they got going up there. But for one year, I I could see that if the football program was wiped out for five years or a decade. You, I mean, it, it might be absolutely helpless. But for one year, you should be able to absorb that. Our friend Trevor Maddich on Twitter the other day compared it to what happened to SMU. The death penalty. The death penalty. See, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not following that logic, because this is a one-time thing. Well, so SMU was how many years could they not play football? It was just one, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I don't remember. So, or maybe not even that. Didn't they just take all their scholarships away? I don't know. I'd have to look into it. But yeah, I know that sure, was yeah. the that was the comparison that Trevor was making the other day on Twitter. And not to mention, we'll see what happens if the other leagues do give it a go and uh, all these Pac-12 players flee to where they can actually play and what extent that happens, not how that sets back programs. Just a disaster. All right. Uh, let's uh, Coming up next, we'll get to the NBA. Some interesting... <laughs> Some interesting rules coming out about bringing family into the bubble. We'll uh, we'll get to that coming up next. It's Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Tony You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah. Yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You show us everything. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is Kiss. Selected by who? Gordon? Gordon, going with Kiss today. And brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. What's the inspiration for Kiss, Gordon? Oh, just just something different. We used to work with a guy that had a Gene Simmons calf tattoo. Oh, really? You worked with him, too. You don't remember uh, Falcone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I did not know he had that, though. Oh, speaking of United Concerts, he's our guy Trent Falcone. I always mispronounced his name because I found it funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he works you, with you, United you, you Concerts. Mispro- you mispronounce a lot of the names. I do. It is an issue that I have. But that one that one is on purpose. Uh, but there there you go. A nice tie-in with United Concerts, our friend Trent. Shout out to All Trent. Right. Okay. Uh, Gordon, let's talk a little bit about the NBA because some news was released today. As we know, uh, guests will be allowed in the NBA bubble after the first round of the NBA playoffs, and we found out a few details about guests being in the bubble. You ready for these, Gordon? Yeah, what qualifies them? 
Uh, well, first of all, four guests per player, but can be exceeded for children. So if you've got a few kids, they're not going to make you Sophie's choice. Like, <laughs> sorry, Junior, you're staying home alone. Chickens. Feed the dog. They should have made them do that. Uh, oh, my gosh. Think about if they had to do that. That'd be rough. I, I mean, you, you probably wouldn't do it, right? Uh, guests can travel on team charters following testing. Guests will be allowed to attend games. Um, the, what the, team charters are they talking about? You know, the, the planes that teams charter. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking that the teams themselves aren't going anywhere. <laughs> no, I think it's like, you know, when the Jazz fly from town to town, they can use a charter, right? Oh, that'd be nice to be able to jump aboard. And there's a bunch of uh, of of isolation protocols uh, that are set. You can isolate for three days in the home market and the four days in the bubble or, or seven days total uh, in the bubble. But here's here's some of the limitations, okay. Gordon, that uh, that you were asking about, yeah. uh, because obviously uh, family, you know, or, or girlfriends, that sort of thing included. Uh, but any individual the player has not met, uh, not previously met in person, or with whom the player has limited in-person interactions, will not be granted access. And how do they define limited personal interaction? That's a good question. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, the the league cites a hypothetical example of a person who would not be allowed in as someone known by the player only through social media or an intermediary. And what's then an inter- what's an intermediary? Uh, like, a buddy, you, uh, a like go-getter, you, a gopher. You you know somebody who knows somebody. That Essentially, kind of yeah. Like, okay. hey, you'd really get along with my sister, that sort of thing. So no NBA <laughs> players are going to get catfished by their long-standing uh, online-only relationship? No, Lene Kaku is allowed. Yeah, okay. Right. right. Exactly. Uh, and then also on top of that, no uh, professional uh, associates allowed, like agents, trainers, massage or physical therapists, personal sh- chefs, and tattoo artists. Not limited to those, but those were the occupations uh, that were named. Uh, in addition, each player is allowed one ticket per playoff game for a guest, plus an additional admission for a child 32 inches and below. Which kind of made me laugh because in, in the sane world, when we name like an age, but but in Disneyland, of course, they have to do it by measurement. You must be this tall to enter the bubble. <laughs> right, exactly. And in this case, it's an advantage to actually be shorter, not taller. Right, I guess. I, I guess. So 36 inches or below. Okay. So you can bring a small child, I suppose. And, you know, NBA players, they don't have tall genes where their four-year-old is three feet tall already. Right. <laughs> oh, True. wait. Oh, wait. Yes, they do. Uh, Gordon, your, your thoughts on the... The uh, guest restrictions there in the bubble. I understand what they're doing, and I understand what they're trying to what they're trying to uh, keep under control. Which is? Know. Yeah, which oh, is? What what are you, you alluding know. to? They 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 only want people coming in who are close to the individual players. Well, define close. Well, I mean, they don't want strangers coming in. They want people oh. who who the who the players know. You know, there are a lot of people in 2020, Gordon, that get close online. <laughs> well, apparently the NBA is not buying it. <laughs> this is, what, a, what, a, what a ridiculous world we live in that we're even having this discussion. Can, is right? It, is it possible for a player to invite, um, like, a family member and a friend? 
And now that would complicate matters, wouldn't it? It could. Could do. Well, I don't know if you'd have the extra hotel rooms to separate friend from friend. It's called the Rich Rodriguez <laughs> rule. The, the players, the players, don't they have to pay for the rooms? I have no idea. I think they have to pay for the additional I, room. See, you thought that. I thought it was the NBA. And that'll know. that'll stop these multimillionaires. I, they won't pay for a second <laughs> hotel room. I, I thought well, that's okay. What, let me ask you about this whole thing. Do you think that the the guest precautions have been strictly followed up to this point? No. Next question. <laughs> I I would doubt it. I don't know. Do you but think I doubt there it. has been leakage in the bubble? Oh, don't use that word. What a terrible <laughs> word. Oh, no. Jeez. Do you awful. Think, and you're awful not my word. doctor. <laughs> yeah, Do you think the bubble has been pierced? Well, considering the staff isn't technically, you know, under the same standards. Uh, Outside of the staff. Probably. And once for, bubbles are pierced, we all know what happens. For, for, the, pop. for, for the social benefit of the players, have, uh, have people been being let in? Probably. I'm guessing probably. Wouldn't people know that? Wouldn't that be something they could find out? Who, the, the Disney employees that are just grateful to have jobs? <laughs> the hotel detective? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well, there are media members down there, too. Who are grateful to have that kind of access and are certainly not going to rock the boat. <laughs> They're not going to say, hey, so-and-so had a little visitor the other night. Chris, Chris Paul's pulling players into rooms with just one single spotlight on them. Where were you, see? Uh, I, would, I would bet you that uh, our boy Aaron Falk has been... Uh, let's see here. What's the nice way to put this? Tortured? I bet, I bet he's been um, uh, instructed to be oh. discreet. Yeah, but there are people down there who don't necessarily work for the teams who are, are there uh, via various. But they enjoy, you know, covering the NBA, you know, because <laughs> they wouldn't be for long if they, <laughs> I have a feeling if they violated some of the, the code, let's say, down there in the bowl. So if there's a code... In the bubble, there uh, are are said. Um, what's the word? What would you call them? Intruders. <laughs> um, By the way, we I, I feel like we need to mention again. We are completely speculating about this. We are. <laughs> this is one hundred percent speculation. They, are they, if there is a wink, wink deal going on, are those folks being tested? Um. There's so many responses to that 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 I could give um, for the for the COVID nineteen. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure, sure. So you, okay, now I'm on the spot here with this because we don't know, but would you, <laughs> you're you're guessing that there is there are shenanigans going on for the COVID nineteen. Just make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Gordon. I suspect. I don't know. Well, we've been talking about how college players, it doesn't work because they're not in a bubble. The NBA players are in a bubble and it's working. And the, 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 the percentage of players tested, are, it's coming back uh, really good news, it looks like. Let's just concentrate so, on that. So, so, yeah, but so if we're talking about college players who are social, I'll use that word, 
and that that could be some sort of threat to other other players. What uh, what 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 about in in the bubble? I mean, are you is that a threat? You would have to test whoever's coming in there under any circumstances. But this isn't something the NBA is talking about. You don't say. <laughs> They're not talking about it. And, and by the <laughs> way, I, you know, the bubble, I'm sure they've got their eye on things or whatever, but it's also not Leavenworth, you know. There's not like well, guard towers and, and people with long <laughs> rifles. I mean, <laughs> let's, not, let's not pretend like this situation is is that. You don't think there was any deal for, like, Disney to hire certain staff members? This conversation is so inappropriate and over. Okay. Are you? What are you uh, accusing Bob, Bob Iger of there, Gordon? <laughs> Get Bob on the phone. I just, if somebody, if somebody was, if an NBA player were lonely... Would there be some accommodation? That's, that's what the, You've I'm got away with words. You do, and it's called the internet. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We're going to have Josh Newman of the Salt Lake Tribune uh, on the show coming up top three o'clock hour. Mannix at four, Locke at five, and our friend Josh Parcell at 530. So, between the NBA and college football, Gordon, we've got it covered today. Um, Josh Newman was on the conference call with Mark Harlan earlier today, and we'll ask him his takeaways from that because uh, there was a lot of ground that was covered. Yes, there was, and Josh has done a real nice job of covering all that, so I'm looking forward to talking with him on the show. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of a wild, one-time kind of thing going on right now. It's something we probably will never see again. Uh, oh, hopefully not. Do you know who had a really bad day yesterday? Well, on top of everybody. Oh. Uh, everybody not named Kamala Harris had a bad day yesterday. Um, the Fox Sports Network, Gordon, lost $165 million in fall advertising yesterday. Hmm. $125.8 of that from the Big Ten alone. That's substantial. Yep. And it will be passed down, I'm sure. You know, I think of uh, companies like Learfield and IMG. You know, of course, uh, Scotty works for them because they, um, they uh, have the Utah State broadcast. You know, how much advertising revenue they're returning and how much of that doesn't make it to the schools. I mean, it's pretty amazing the layeredness of all of this, that uh, there's a lot, a lot of people who uh, aren't involved well, let's say it the way it is. I mean, it's, it's nothing anybody doesn't know that this is this. You said it earlier in the show. Twenty twenty has been 
a major, major hardship on a whole lot of people. And it's... Continues to be. Yes, it's going to continue to be. We just hold on for dear life here. We'll get to Josh Newman coming up next. Joining us now on behalf of TryDayTrading.com, the one, the only, Hans Olsen. Hello, Hans. Hey, guys. And, you know, I, I listened to this, and I was thinking that the one thing that's continually going and continually moving is the market. And, you know, we talk about Tri-Day Trading. Scotty and I have both done it. Alema Harrington has done it, has, is doing it. And we've had so much fun and so much success with this. And people hear us talking about Tri-Day Trading, and they're just – really confused what it's all about. And if you don't mind, Jake, I'll just take a second and let people know there's a day trading world and it's currency and it's going up and it's going down and people are constantly trading that currency. Whether it's going up or it's going down, you can buy it or you can sell it and you can make money on its volatility. So what you need is to go to TridayTrading.com and just check out their demo account, check out their webinar, and it's going to show you how you can jump in that market and you can make money from your own home. Pretty amazing. And enhance your experience with this and I I you know, don't don't I mean this in the nicest way possible. Uh, you know, you're kind of a, an everyday guy out there, you know, if if you can do it, kind of everybody can, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, there there is there's actually a lot to that. Look, I think Alim is probably the, the better example of that. Look, it's, <laughs> okay, how, how about this? How, how about this? This is this is much better. Uh, it, you did not come into uh, this situation with you know like a, a finance degree. You you have not had history in the markets or day trading, those sorts of things, and you've picked it up. How about that? Yeah, no, I, I had zero experience in this. And that's what's so much fun is jumping in and learning something new and finding out that there is a way to make money like day trading. So if you just go to trydaytrading.com, you'll find that demo account. It's only 10 bucks, And that 10 bucks gives you the, the proprietary software, it gives you personalized coaching, and it puts you in the market live time with funny money, and you make the trades, and you see how you can make money. You see how that market goes. It's the best way to get started, and you know we joke, but Alima and I have been battling over the last three, four months. Actually, it goes back, I guess, four months now, just right after COVID started, and Alima has been outpacing me but he's spending a little bit more time than I am. I'm going to catch him eventually, but you know, you, you can jump on, you can set goals and you can hit those goals. All right. Yeah. Hmm. There's going to be no living with Hans when he's super wealthy. Well, there's no living with him now, so I don't. He's going to be rich. He's going to be rich, rich, rich. No, it's it's uh, it's great, Hans, and we're glad that you can come on and, and tell our listeners about it. It could be a really great opportunity for folks out there. It can. Trydaytrading.com. Get on, jump on, sign up for the demo account. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. Hi, guys. There's our friend Hans Olsen, trydaytrading.com. That's trydaytrading.com. Josh Newman joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.